welcome to the Production Talk podcast with me, Jan of MixArtist.com.au. In this podcast series, we celebrate the modern way of producing music. We want to talk about all things related to songwriting, recording at home and music production. So if you produce your music at home, this is the place to be. Please subscribe and recommend this podcast to all your friends. This is the Production Talk Podcast, Episode 15. Welcome back to the Production Talk Podcast. Again, it's fantastic to have you on board today. We are going to continue uh, discussing marketing and promoting your own music. And after the last two episodes, uh, the interviews with Shane Murphy and Daniel Musgrave, We had a lot to take in and uh, there was so much information that today I decided to uh, do a little summary of what we've covered so far and try to sum it all up in bite-sized little chunks in practical to-dos that you can actually implement pretty easily. Uh, at the end of last week, I ask you to please choose one aspect of Dan's interview and uh, try to put it into action. And I really hope that you made some progress with that. And yeah, that eventually this will all pay back in a more successful music career. In order to allow more interaction between you and I, I have decided to launch a, a Facebook group. It's the Production Talk podcast community page on Facebook. Um, please go to the show notes and click the link if you want to join. I would like to use this place as a space for discussion, for you to ask questions, for me to answer Or maybe even vice versa. If you have any comments on the episodes, uh, any podcast episodes that you would like to, <clears throat> to discuss further, that's the place. You can meet up with other uh, musicians who are probably in the exact same headspace as you are and they might face the same difficulties and problems. So this is a space to support one another and help each other out. So I really hope you'll join uh, the Facebook group. It would be fantastic to meet you there um, so that we don't uh, only meet each other once a week via podcast, but maybe even in between. Good. Let's get into the practical stuff. Last week in the interview with Dan Musgrave, Dan and I had a big discussion about posts on your social media channels. And we touched cloud-based technology and what that can do for your business. Uh, also, we briefly touched on automation, which I think is a fascinating subject. So today I'd like to give you a couple of ideas of what you can do to um, set your marketing on autopilot and get a lot of marketing done with the least amount of effort using mainly free tools. And I think that's a fantastic thing to have. So there's really no excuse to make your life hard. Marketing should be fun and once everything is nicely set up, you will see that it can run on minimal effort like a well-oiled machine. There are many ways to do the same thing, so if you come across a better idea, I would love to hear about this in the Facebook group. But let me just get started with setting up a couple of buckets. The first bucket that I want you to set up is modeled after a record company. Um, All the big record companies, and I hope the small ones as well, should have what we call a file vault. That's where all the master tapes are stored under airtight, precious conditions. And the idea is to preserve them there for eternity. Um, since 
there is a good chance that you might be your own record company, you also need a file vault. And here's what I recommend you set up. You need the files in two places. Uh, we all know about data loss and uh, what can happen to digital files. So my recommendation for you would be to set it up on an external hard drive, but in addition in, in the cloud as well. And since this seems like double handling, uh, I want to just show you what I would do today if I had to set this up from scratch, and I will try to do it at the absolute minimum cost. So step number one is to find yourself a free email address that comes with free cloud storage. The first one that comes to my mind is, of course, Google, but there are all kinds of other possibilities as well. So I guess uh, find one that works for you. Find one that uh, you're familiar with, ideally. And if you work in a team, meaning in a band or in a small production team, uh, use something that the majority of, of uh, your team members are all comfortable with. Maybe this is not the time to get really experimental. Uh, unless, of course, you want to learn something new. There's nothing wrong about that. So let's get started with this email address. You could call it something like your band name file vault or uh, just um, your band name internal at gmail.com, something like this. This should not be your official email address that you use to, to um, interact with clients. It's like a hidden one that's only for you and your team members. Good. Okay. So once you have this set up, uh, use the cloud space that you get with this email address and set up a folder that you call your file vault. That's where all the master tapes go in. And every time you release something, make a new subfolder inside this file vault. And here's my recommendation of how I suggest you label those in reverse order with the year, the month and the date for the simple reason that if you have many releases, they will sort themselves pretty accurately in the correct order. So we start with the year, let's say 2021 underscore 09 for September and then underscore 27 for the day of the month. And then I would add one last descriptive little blurb here, underscore your first EP or whatever the name is. This is a really clear name, and if you just follow this procedure for every single release, then you should find a file structure that organizes itself very clearly, and uh, that should hopefully um, explain itself. Good. Once you've set up your folder for the release, set up subfolders, and the first one that you need is masters. And inside the master subfolder goes the WAV file that you receive from your mastering engineer. This must not be an MP3 or any other data compressed format at this stage. It must be the original WAV file. And it's also important that this WAV file has not been changed in any way. I mean, no data rate compression, no change in sample rate or bit depth. This is the original file that you'll always go back to. Next to the master folder, I suggest you add another folder that I would call the mixes. So if you mixed your own song, you may want to uh, add the mixes, the unmastered mixes there, so that in the future you have the ability to release a remaster of your initial release. And that's what a professional mastering engineer would like to receive at this stage. They want a WAV file in 24-bit or 32-bit uh, in the original sample rate and uncompressed. Good. Um, in some situations, if you work with external mix engineers, you might get additional mix versions. 
instrumental mix versions are particularly useful if you plan to, to monetize your music via sync licensing websites. Okay, in other words, there should only be one mix, but maybe other versions from it. Um, if you have early versions of a mix, like, you know, the very first mix that was a bit rougher on the edges, they have no place in there. Good, this covers all the important things. Um, if you want to, you can also add a third folder and call it Raw Recordings. Use the Raw Recording folder to upload all the original uh, recording files that contributed to the mix. If you have a large recording session, uh, let this be Ableton, Pro Tools, Logic, whatever this may be, there's a very good chance that you have a lot of extra files floating around that you actually don't need anymore. Those don't belong in there. So what I'm trying to say is you need to create a slimmed down version of your recording session that contains only the relevant stuff that was used at the end of it. For that, my recommendation would be to export WAV files. A lot of people refer to those nowadays as stems, although from a traditional use of the word it's actually incorrect. We would call this multitracks. However, I understand that language is fluid and it looks like the term stems has now latched on. So if that's what you call it, that's fine with me. The idea is that you export WAV files and they should all be rendered from the same starting point. I think it's fair to assume that uh, software will move on in the future and there might be a time in, I don't know, five years, eight years, ten years time when you may not be able to open up the current state of the project because the software has moved on and old session files may no longer be compatible. However, I'm sure that there will be DAWs around that allow you to import WAV files, which is a standard feature that every DAW should know in its sleep. So it's a foolproof method to get back to the original recording session, the way you started the mix. This can be used for a remix. It can also be very useful if you want to collaborate with EDM producers to make uh, different versions of your song. Good, so that sums it up again. So... Um, in your cloud drive, have the file vault inside a subfolder for each release. And each release then needs the masters folder and the uh, possibly the mixes folder. And if you have the space and if you can't be bothered, also the raw files. That will basically set you up and make it future-proof. If you belong to a band, it is now a wise idea to share the access to this email address with all the band members, so that in case uh, one of you uh, loses access to their computer, that somebody else could still access those files and save them. Um, when you choose your email address uh, for this service, I would also recommend to quickly look up their um, policies and terms and conditions some email providers automatically erase email accounts after a certain time of inactivity. And this may happen. You might, um, you might find yourself going in hibernation for a couple of years. And the last thing you want is then reunite uh, at some stage in the future and realize all the files are gone. So when you choose a platform to use as your file vault, check out for how long these files are safe for. That's a really important thing. Good, okay. I hope this is all clear now. I personally uh, am very familiar with the Google universe and I would probably at this stage recommend to use Google for that because the free uh, email account comes usually with sufficient Google Drive space to set up your own file vault. 
There is an added advantage that I personally like. Um, Google has released a little application by the name of Google Drive, which you can install on your personal computer, which then makes your file vault accessible as if it was a hard drive. If you then go into the settings, you can tell the Google Drive desktop application where to store the offline files to. And for that, I recommend to invest into a medium-sized external hard drive. So what I would do is probably go to the post office or Amazon or look at other places and buy yourself a medium-sized USB drive. This doesn't have to be the fastest drive in the world, but you want a reliable drive. Then connect it to your computer, set up the Google Drive desktop application, and in the settings, prompt the Google Drive's desktop application to use your external hard drive for your file vault. To synchronize your file vault uh, this way, you have the files in both places all the time. So the way it works, you simply drag and drop the files across to the Google Drive desktop folder, which now presents itself just like a hard drive. And it's then copied to the external drive, and from there it automatically syncs itself up to your Google Cloud Drive. This way, in one single workflow step, you've got the files on an external hard drive, as well as online in the cloud. I guess that's what I would do. There are definitely many, many options here. Dropbox is just one of them. Um, if you just search for free cloud drives, you will find quite a few. See which one works best for you. But I believe the Google Drive is definitely a good starting point. This is it. Your personal file vault. Get one if you don't have one yet. Okay, let's set up the next step for your infrastructure. Promotion is obviously the big point here. And um, to sum up what uh, we discussed with Shane and Dan, the first step for you should be to set up yourself a Facebook page. For this page, ideally choose the band name or artist name as the name. Um, try to keep it as simple and consistent as you can. At the same time, you also want to look at other social media platforms that you want to be present on. Instagram comes to mind, Twitter, um, but there are quite a few more. Um, my recommendation is to uh, first search all of them and check for availability. The last thing you want is to have uh, your band name on Facebook, but you can't get your band name on Instagram, for example, because it's been used already. If you find that this is the case, it's now time to consider changing things. So, for example, um, for my Facebook uh, appearance, I was looking for um, the page by the name of Mix Artist. Uh, however, the name was taken already. So I tried different things with underscore and all kinds of things. But I then settled uh, for a name that I could apply consistently across Instagram and Facebook. In my case, it's facebook.com slash mixartist.com.au and the same with Instagram. So before you sign up, think about each platform that you want to be at and do a bit of research on uh, name availabilities, avoid clashes and find something that you can use consistently across all of them. You may also decide to choose a couple of social media platforms that you don't want to interact at, which is perfectly fine. In my case, that's Twitter, for example. Never grew on me. So I don't actually interact on Twitter. But this said, I followed Shane's advice and set myself up an account anyway. And all I do there is I left a message or an image that basically says, thank you for finding me on Twitter. 
I don't interact here, please find me on Facebook and Instagram. So that is still something I recommend you do on all the platforms that are commonly used. Once your Facebook page is all set up, activate the Facebook Business Suite. In the Business Suite, you get a lot more control over scheduling content, over the metrics of your page, and you can also connect an Instagram account in parallel to the Facebook Business Suite. That has the advantage that um, you can schedule and prepare posts inside Facebook Business Suite, and then you can publish them either to your Facebook page or to your Instagram, or even both at the same time, which is uh, definitely a smart idea because it literally saves a lot of time. Daniel mentioned the Facebook content creator page, which of course is another opportunity, which of course is another possibility to do similar things. I use that for a while, however, um, nowadays I do everything from my Facebook business suite and for a small business like mine, that seems to work perfectly fine. But um, definitely explore the options and see which one grows on you most. An added advantage is that from the Facebook business suite, you can later activate an ad account and run paid advertisement if you choose to do so. The infrastructure is there. It all it takes is for you to activate it, create your ads and hit send. You can do this at a later stage. Good. Once you've got your social media accounts set up, obviously invite all your friends to join and ask them to, to ask all their friends again to please like and join your page so that you generate a bit of a following straight up. So once you've got the pages set up, it's now time to fill it all with content and then keep pushing regular content uh, maybe once a week, every two weeks or even more often. Uh, see how you go. For that, you need material. So... The next piece of infrastructure we need to build is yet another cloud drive. This time you use a cloud drive to upload all the relevant media from everybody involved. So you might find that uh, your drummer has got some amazing footage from a gig and uh, maybe your um, guitar player might have some great images from when you were traveling um, and so on. All of those pieces of media you now want to consolidate into one place. And there are different options for that uh, that you can use. Um, yet another Google account would definitely do. Um, and the same principle of uploading the files to the cloud uh, is, is definitely an option. A couple of months ago, I scored a free promotional cloud drive uh, by dejo.com, D-E-G-O-O. Uh, that was a really good bargain because it was fairly large and I didn't have to pay a cent at this time. That has changed, I believe. So just keep your ear on the ground and see what's available and what's convenient to you. The idea is that everybody who contributes to the band it gets access to it. It's ideally connected to everybody's mobile phone so that once you've got photos and videos on there, you can just hit the sync button or share button and it shares to this one platform and goes into the same pool. From this pool, you can now feed your regular posts. And um, ideally, every band member, everybody involved should continuously capture material and throw it in there. And I believe it takes a little bit of discipline, but I'm sure you can work that out. So <clears throat> does that mean you need to make time to post things uh, several times a week? No, there is a better way. Instead, just do it once a week or once every couple of weeks. Set an hour or two aside. Go to your Facebook business page, go to um, the posts and schedule new posts. So go through your library of content that you have 
and simply just choose some interesting material and come up with a nice order. So you might want to have a photo each week introducing each member of your band. That would be a great starting point. You can schedule this so it's all happening at a regular time, but you do all the work uh, in one sitting, so to speak. Use the opportunity to uh, share your life, some parts of your life, I guess, uh, with your fans. So what I believe is that that fans and listeners are looking for a personal connection to you. So if you only ever show highly polished, posing kind of images, um, think uh, high-end Instagram influencers, well, okay, you know, this might be your thing and that's perfectly fine. But I find that most people sort of feel whether people are real or put on a face in their social media content. And it is my gut feeling, or I believe at least it works better for me, um, that I connect better to people who are totally honest uh, rather than the people who, you know, put on a very professional face. So see what you can do. But uh, I think one of the best things you can do is make people laugh. So if you've got funny things happening, if you've got a great time with your bandmates, hit the record button, hit the video button and capture some of this. And uh, yeah, share it. That tells your listeners who you are and invites them into your life. Obviously, you choose what you want to share there, but uh, it tells them about you as a person. And uh, that's generally something that people connect to really well, I find. Um, you can go further. You can think about uh, the branding of your uh, uh, of your band or your, your artist and uh, think about whether you want to work with particular color schemes, uh, whether you want to work with a particular outfit, um, that is sort of like a reoccurring pattern. Um, some people do this very, very successfully. I'm not sure if anybody remembers a band from the 90s. I'm not even sure how to pronounce their name. Gwar or G-War or whatever. I'm not quite sure. Somebody please tell me in the Facebook group if I pronounce this correctly or not. Um, I don't even remember their music, but the outfits are just ridiculous. And their live shows are just all built around that. They generated an image, a certain vibe, a branding around their band that is just very unique and stands out from the crowd. Maybe don't go as far as these people. They were really far out there and probably a bit too far for most people. But um, yeah, think about what works for you, what makes you special, what um, is unique about you as an act, and try to push this through your social media content so that people recognize a reoccurring pattern. Um, You may know this from music. People react well to reoccurring patterns if they're interesting. It's the same thing as in music where where you need to play the chorus more than once for people to really get it. And, you know, it needs to sink in and then people are looking forward to to hearing the chorus again. And the same thing applies to to your branding. Um, don't hesitate to uh, be political if you choose to do so but um, just be aware that with every yin comes a yang yang with a yin comes a yang Um, (laughs) I guess you know what I mean Um, so if you decide to to put yourself on the political scale this might actually attract quite a few listeners to you directly however it will also uh, lead to some kind of a backslash because there's always somebody who's of the opposite opinion so just Be a little bit careful with this. Yeah, I think I would like to leave it like this. Don't go to the fringes. That's not a good place uh, at all, I would say. 
Okay, so now we've got the content library built up with lots of material. Keep feeding it every week. Ideally, you want to have a lot more material in your content library, in your media library, than you actually need on the daily basis for your promotion. Now we've been speaking so much about uh, the infrastructure, digital marketing and all of this. Uh, obviously, let's not forget about your music. All of this serves a purpose to draw attention to your release. And uh, when it comes to releasing uh, music, there's a big debate going on. We've spoken about this uh, in previous episode, whether it's smarter to release uh, an album in one piece or break it into individual singles and release them every, let's say, month or two months. And there's definitely certain pros and cons. So maybe you want to discuss this with your fellow band members and talk about what the wisest workflow is for you. Um, what I would recommend is to discuss the option to release the songs as singles first and then later again as an album but it can feel like a bit of a ripoff if people just get this exact same content now just put into a new container and sold as something new so my recommendation would be to make that special in a way that on the album you add something that is unique it could be that you only ever release the radio version of one song and the album now contains the full extended version. Now that by itself makes it more interesting, or it might be an extra song on there that it has never been released as, as a single, or something that makes it a little bit worthwhile, um, just as a general idea. Good. Um, yeah, now you can start scheduling your releases, and if you know when a song is going to come out, um, now start to build up a bit of momentum leading up to the release date so if you know let's say this is in two months time then go to your uh, facebook business page and start creating some posts so it could be that at right at the beginning you just add a little teaser where you just you know turn into the camera and say hey listen everybody we're sharing a secret here with you upcoming record where it's in the making and it's going to be amazing and then you keep feeding this thing every week again so bring it back into people's memories by giving your, your fan base just a little teaser of, um, of little snippets that generate some interest. Um, anything fun is always welcome. Studio photos are always a hat turner. Everything that's quite amazing or interesting. Anytime you have a good laugh, see if you can get a camera up and going. Or let's say if you receive the very first mix from your mix engineer and you're just loving it, take reaction shots of you know your first reaction to the mix. I hope it's a good impression, of course. If you want to come up with a couple of examples there, maybe just look up the Facebook profile of Pineapple Laser. We had Andy from Pineapple Laser in episode 9. So if you just go back, you can find all the links. They've got some amazing footage online of Andy and uh, Aya of uh, Pineapple Laser listening to the mixes and they're having just the best time ever. So that's very inspiring. And I think this is something that people will really connect with. So keep building and building and building uh, towards the release date. And hopefully by the time the release date comes, you've generated some momentum and uh, people will hopefully uh, all latch on and listen and share and so on. It's always a good idea to invite your, um, your fan base to contribute somehow. So if you have posts, if you make posts, consider turning them into discussions. You could um, also do things like, hmm, I'm just working on this guitar solo. I'm not sure about my sound. What do you think? That could be a little video snippet. And uh, you could post it and see what comes back. 
um, maybe think about more creative ways, more interesting ways to bring up a discussion. But in an ideal world, you want people to react to the posts that you put out so that you can interact with your fan base. And in addition, it also serves, um, it also helps for your posts to come up in their social media feed again. Um, so if they're in, engaged, now the social media algorithms will keep reminding them if new messages and posts are shared to the same post. Good. Okay. So I think we've uh, covered a lot of ground here that should hopefully help you to put yourself out there. I know that being out there on social media is not everyone's cup of tea, but it's definitely something that you need to do to the right degree in order to be successful these days. And by that, by the right degree, of course, I mean, you know, find a way where you implement all the underlying principles in your very own way. Be as creative as you can. Everything I said here should be taken with a pinch of salt. It's not a rule. It's not a step-by-step -step guide. Uh, you know how much I dislike a cooking recipe style when we spoke about mixing. That's not a wise workflow here. So take all of this as, an, as a starting point, as an inspiration. And now use your superpower, which is your own creativity. You have tons of it as, an, as a musician, as a self-producing musician. And use this creativity to shape your promotion, to, to mold it, to put your mark upon it and surprise everybody. That's your mission. That's where you need to get to. I also strongly believe in the strength of habits and routines. If you... Um, If you don't do something on a regular basis, it can become uh, daunting, uh, unpleasant. Um, it might be very easy to postpone things. And um, if you develop good routines, it sort of puts your mind on autopilot and it's just something that happens automatically and I find more effortlessly. So um, good routines are actually you know, fairly important to, um, to people. And I believe routines have a positive effect on, for example, my mental health. So make marketing a routine for you as well, where you do it consistently, regularly, every, I don't know, couple of weeks you prepare for the next five weeks and then you just hit the send button and it all comes out on a regular basis. And then all you need to do for the time in between is to see, you know, what uh, comments come back and, you know, give them a thumbs up or a like or a reply, ideally, and uh, make things easier. Good. Um, Okay, so we've already spoken about the concept of cloud drives for your, for your work. If you want to, you can now take this concept and move it to the next level. And by the next level, I mean to automate things. Automation is something that I love in every sense of the word, I guess. Um, I use automation a lot when I mix, but that's obviously not the kind of automation that we talk about here today. I also use automation in my business, and by that I don't mean that I move the faders and then magically they do the same thing again, but instead I mean that I connect parts of my business and set up automatic procedures that solve things for me. There is an abundance of tools that can help you with that. Let me just mention two uh, that I'll also put in the show notes. There's Zapier.com or Zapier, Zapier, I'm not even sure how it's pronounced and also automate.io. Um, I'm using both these services, and for both I'm using the free tier. So they both have an entry-level free uh, account that you can sign up for. And using these services, you can uh, automate certain processes. For example, you can um, 
have certain triggers cause something else elsewhere. So while an image was maybe uploaded to your Google Drive, it can now make an entry in, let's say, a spreadsheet or in your to-do list or can send you a reminder. So it connects services that otherwise wouldn't speak to one another. And again, it comes down to using one's creativity to use this to the very best of your ability. So these automation services can save you a lot of time and make your life really easy. However, they're a little bit techy to set up at first. So that might be a little bit of a learning curve, but I found that it actually paid off a lot for me eventually. Good. Let me just share one more element of my business that might be useful to you. For example, in my website, I've got a little tool that is called the Uploader. Uh, on my contact page, there's a big red area where people just click and upload their files for me for mixing. For that, I use an external service. In this case, I'm actually paying for it, but there are even fr uh, free tiers that you may want to use. And in this case, it's a service by the name of Drive Uploader that connects to my Google Drive. There are other services as well, so check out the competition and uh, what they can do for you. The idea is that... Um, from the point where a client uploads something to my website using Drive Uploader, it automatically syncs to my Google Drive. Uh, it goes into a folder, it's timestamped, um, and then from there it automatically downloads to my studio computer. All I need to do is just turn the computer on and it happens in the background. There's no action necessary on my end to do all of this. So by the end of it, I just literally just get a notification, new files in there, bam, I double click and off I go. Saves a lot of file management uh, from from my, my work. And uh, I think that's just because I'm a very lazy person when it comes to the boarding tasks. How about you try to use those services or these tools for your own advantage. Let's just hope we eventually all get out of lockdown and uh, we can play gigs again. If you want to create some bonding uh, with your audience, you could consider to put a little sign up on stage saying, take photos and upload them here. Put a little tiny URL or something in there. Or maybe post it on your Facebook page or somewhere. So if you make your own uploader, your fans can take pictures and videos of you and share them with you via one of those uploaders. That again feeds your media content library. And at the same time, it's something that your fans are looking forward to. So what you can do is then publish those and say, fan Michael or fan Sarah or whatever their name is, uh, shared this with us, big thumbs up and thanks for sharing so that your fans can get named in your posts, which again will tie them to you. That's uh, just another little idea that I came up with, how you might be able to use automation services to your own advantage. You might need to add a little disclaimer on fair use and so on. But um, yeah, why not, why not do that? Uh, hashtagging, of course, is another thing. All the pictures that you use, you can uh, set up automation or automated services that watermark all of the pictures automatically. That's, for example, something that I warmly recommend. So if you publish something on your Facebook page or Instagram, why don't you just put a watermark in there with, let's say, your band name or your band name's uh, uh, website so that if people share it on, well, that's the one thing that's sort of frozen into the picture and stays with the picture. Good. Okay, so I think we've discussed quite a few different concepts here today. It's not yet done. There's obviously more to be said, but I think we've covered a lot today. 
So let me just sum it up one more time. We started with your file vault for your masters, which I recommend you keep in a completely separate uh, cloud drive. Then we spoke about setting up your Facebook page and your Instagram page, which are free. Activate the business suite for Facebook or the content creator page, which again is free and start filling with content, uh, utilizing some cloud drives that automated upload uh, and, and content management services. Again, all of this can be had for literally no money. So there's really no reason not to have it. Um, the only thing that uh, I believe might cost you a little bit is the, the hard drive that I recommended for a second backup for your file vault. So with very little budget, you can now get really, really far. And it really comes down to generating content on a regular basis, publishing content on a regular basis, and yes, presenting yourself to your to your fan base um, in a way that they just are curious to see what's going on, what's about to happen next. Now keep them interested. So um, those are the tips for today. Good. That's your marketing infrastructure. Those things are clear-cut um, to-dos that you can literally sit down and go through now step-by-step step and set it all up one after another. If you do, I would like to invite you to join the Production Talk podcast community on Facebook and post your Facebook pages there and discuss uh, content that you would like to publish. If you want second opinions, if you want to A-B test something, this would be a great place where we can help out one another, where you can basically test uh, your designs and uh, get some feedback, hopefully constructive feedback, of course. Yeah, so therefore, please uh, go over now to Facebook uh, and search for the Production Talk podcast community group please join and meet me there. Let's keep the discussion going. Let's um, go into more depth on the forum and hopefully we'll get more interesting discussions going there. Good. This is all for today. So if all of this was a little bit much and you would like to get a little uh, reminder of the individual steps, why don't you just go to the show notes and have a quick look. I inserted a link in the show notes, which will lead you into a little summary and overview of what we've covered today. And we'll basically break down all of these to-dos and steps into individual step-by-step -step bullet points. So if you could please go to the show notes, find the link there, click and it will lead you to my website and on my website you will find a free summary of everything we've done like a big map that you can go through and tick things off one after another all right you have no excuse to postpone marketing any further get straight into it the sooner you start the better get yourself out there promote yourself and make some amazing music Thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope this was useful stuff to you and I shall speak to you again once the next episode is out. Have a great time. Bye for now.